Welcome to episode 25 of the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Through the new rules for your life and your business podcast, where transformation expert Holly Rovinger and her expert guests share how you can not only survive, but thrive in this new world. Holly believes that when you get back to basics and truly engage with your life and your business, you become empowered and can elevate the way you're living. Here now is your host, Holly Rovinger. Thanks, Morgan. Welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you cut through the chaos so you can experience personal and professional growth. You will hear stories, insights, and new rules to live by from myself and my guests that are born out of real life experiences. The stories are inspiring and motivating, and I encourage you to take at least one golden nugget from each episode and apply it to your life or your business. The topic for today is never giving up. And my guest is Aurea McGarry. Some of the highlights in this episode are, what can you do when you feel like your world has turned upside down or collapsed? What most women never have the option to do and the best way to connect with people. That and more today on the New Rules Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon, TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets. Aurea McGarry is an Emmy-winning TV show host of the Live Your Legacy TV series that featured the heroic stories of nonprofit organizations. She's founder and host of Live Your Legacy Summit, a national event series since 2011. Aurea and her speakers help audiences create their personalized action plans to achieve the most powerful legacy for their life, as well honoring profit nonprofit heroes from all walks of life on stage to give others hope to live their greatest legacies through any circumstances. The summit has raised over $28,000 for charities and people in need of help. Aurea is passionate about helping and honoring nonprofits and the people who dedicate their lives to them. A sought after empowerment speaker, she travels the country speaking her message of faith, hope, laughter and success to inspire others, especially women and teens to overcome any obstacles in order to live their best legacy and to believe in their miracle. Aurea faced many struggles in her life, including the murder of her father, spouse abuse, divorce, single motherhood, cancer, and she wrote a book about how to overcome them staying positive titled, I Won't Survive, I'll Thrive. Wow, Aurea. Oh my God. <laughs> it's unbelievable. A professional actress from New York City, an author and best selling co author, a very successful entrepreneur, Mrs. U.S. Beauty of Georgia, 2003 winner, and direct selling master coach. 
Uh, Aurea was diagnosed with lymphoma on her birthday in 1999. And at this point, I am going to turn it over to Aurea and let her share with you what happened because she is just the perfect example of, like you say, Aurea, Sir Thrival. <laughs> you did it. Oh my gosh, Holly. Well, what an introduction. My goodness. There you go. You t- there's my story. <laughs> oh my God. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. You're Wonderful. just such an inspiration. And, and I'd love for you to share with us, you know, what happened to you when you were diagnosed and how really you got through it, the steps you took to overcome all of it. Oh, well, thank you, Holly, for having me on. And, and I love any opportunity that I can have to share and give people hope because, you know, Holly, we all have a story. Everybody's been through something. You don't get out of this life alive, never mind without, you know, struggles and obstacles. And it's, it's how you handle them. And some situations we handle better than others. I mean, let's be real. Some, some where we're in a better place than others when, when bad things happen. But I love to just constantly let people know that, you know, really, really bad things can happen to really, really good people all the time. And if we stick together and we have faith, you know, I just have great faith that I, I do have a strong faith in God and know that all things do work together for good. So I always, I've been born with a positive attitude, but when you go through things, sure, there's times when you've got to cry, you've got to, you know, um, grieve, there's all of that. But once you're done with the, the grieving process, I'm just a real type of person that bounces back kind of quick only because I'm, I love people. And I, I don't like to take time on myself to just you know sit around and mope and grieve. I'm, I'm a doer and I'm a action type person. So when something bad happens to me, like when my dad was murdered or I went through abusive relationship and I escaped, I constantly think about, okay, I'm going to survive and sort of thrive this. And then I'm going to turn around and help others. Cause I know I'm not the only one going through this. And the cancer really is when it all came to the, the pinnacle because the cancer was, um, very crazy time. I had chest pains for a year. Six doctors misdiagnosed me and said I was fine. I was then married to my now Prince Charming. We had been married three years and he was really concerned why I was having the chest pains. And so finally, long story short, we um, went to a, a doctor. He found something in an x-ray. He said, and I was out of breath because we need to check this out. We're going to do surgery. We believe you have some type of cancer, but we need to open up your chest in surgery and find out exactly what this is. So when I woke up from surgery, uh, it's kind of like an open heart surgery. They had told me they had taken out half of both my lungs, my thymus gland, the lining around my heart. They disconnected half my diaphragm and they removed um, the nerve to my vocal cord left over to my vocal cord and told me I'd never speak again above a whisper that it would be impossible. So that's one of the reasons I sound a little bit probably like a squeaky toy sometimes. But I couldn't speak for almost two years. Very faint whisper, almost like somebody that has a tracheotomy. And they said it could not get better because they didn't disconnect my vocal cord nerve. They removed that left nerve to it. And it is a miracle that I'm speaking. It's in my... my, uh, doctor's chart that it's a miracle and most people uh, nobody's ever like it that I've known of you know been able to speak after this type of surgery so that just gave me the aha I know it was God to write a book to show people to expect your miracle to sort of thrive through things no matter what because my 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 emotion at that time was there's people that have it worse than that there's children that are sick that are there's people that are in horrible accidents that are much worse this is cancer the doctor told me it was curable. I did have to lose, you know, parts of the, my my inside parts, 
but it was all right because they told me it's curable and I can move on. Now the chemo almost killed me. The chemo was very, very ill and that almost did do me in. But with good friends and faith, and, and that brings me to the other point, sticking with friends, don't isolate yourself when you go through bad times because people are there and they want to help you. So that's kind of that part in a nutshell. And I, I turned that around into starting my own talk show when I shouldn't be able to talk and giving the spotlight to people that deserve it. At that point, I realized I wanted to use my voice that I shouldn't have and be the voice for nonprofits and heroes doing great things because there's enough bad people in this world doing bad things and getting plenty of media attention on that. I wanted to change that and give media attention and on stage attention at my summits to those doing great things. And you know what? There is no lack of wonderful people on this earth doing fabulous things. And I just wish 24 hours a day, all the time, we could have news on them instead of the bad. That's beautiful. And you're right. The half the time I don't even watch the news because I'm so upset with all the bad. And it's very rare that they report, you know, things and especially people as wonderful as you. And I think your voice is beautiful. Oh, thank you. Sometimes I feel like I talk like a chicken, but at least I'm talking. <laughs> it, well, yeah. And I, I love your positive attitude and you're definitely a woman after my own heart because I see the glass always as overflowing no matter what happens. And, you know, it's funny the way, you know, you kind of explained everything because somebody said to me, God, it must be about a year and a half ago, you know, I don't know how you do it. You have so many problems. And I said, I don't have any problems. I only have challenges. And I think you face life the same way. Yeah. It's not a problem. You can overcome it. Well, you have to realize when you go through this this life, our life is our day is full of good moments and bad moments. And and when I hate when people say, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a bad day. Really? You're going to just negate the entire day to the whole thing's going to be bad because one thing happened. So, you know, we just have to have a better attitude that life is it's the journey. And we've heard that a million times. It's not about the destination. We never do arrive. We never get to utopia. You know, so it's always constantly, you know, goods and bads and ups and downs and twists and turns. But through that, you know, I think we make the best friends through those things. We get closer to our children, our family, spouses. Now, there's people that you'll find out their true colors during things like that. Then you realize those people were temporary in your life if they're gone. But there's just a lot of learning, a lot of growing. And I just embrace all of that. I think that's part of today's day. Like, I don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm excited to find out and, and go through it and build new relationships and, and strengthen old ones and get rid of ones that aren't, like I said, you know, supposed to be in your life any longer. It's okay. It's all part of it. Who yeah. says you're supposed to just live in, you know, Disney World every day, all day long, and it's all happy, happy. It's not. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it, right? We, we don't live in uh, La La Land all the time. And you definitely practice the art of gratitude, just being happy that you're, you know, waking up every day and, you know, happy for whatever life presents you, which is just a wonderful thing that you present to the world. So you had uh, shared with me your new rule. Would you like to reshare that, please? <laughs> Today's new rule. Uh, my new rule? Your new rule was never give up and keep believing in your miracle. 
Oh, well, that, yeah, that's my old rule. That, that's the rule. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, never give up. Well, you know, we really don't have the choice. Who has the choice to give up? And especially women. I'm just such a, a pro cheerleader for women because we never have the luxury to give up. That's one thing that got me through everything I've been through. Because when does a mother have that, the option and the luxury to say, oh, I quit today? You know, oh, this is too much for me to handle. I think I won't handle this. We have to handle so much between being a wife, a mother, a, a daughter, ourselves, sister, a best friend. We're everything to so many people. People depend on us. So, and again, especially moms, we don't have that luxury to say, you know, I'm done. This, you know, I'm not going to have to handle this. Let somebody else handle this situation today. We don't have that. So we have no choice to go through it. And it's how we go through it and uh, the attitude we go through it with. And our kids learn from what we do more than what we say and try to teach them anyway. So we can build really strong, resilient children or children that saw, you know, mom give up. And again, I've never seen a mom give up. I just, like, I've never known a mom that had that option to throw in the towel today. Oh, we don't. And our job just never ends. It's just, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's a great job. It's oh, the yeah. best job in the world. And it's not even a job. It's the best life in the world. You know, whether you have kids or not have kids, there's people that are depending on you and counting on you. And, um, I don't think there's anyone really that can say, well, you know, I'm just done today. I'm not going to handle that situation. <laughs> Let's just give that one away. We could, we would, you know, we did start nonprofits for we'll take your problems.org. You know? <laughs> exactly. No, we don't have that option, but I agree with you. It's the most enriching part of life is, you know, everything that you share with, with your children. <laughs> quotes is you can judge the size of, and I always like to say woman, but it could be for men too. You can judge the size of the woman by the size of the obstacle it takes to stop her. And then I add on to that, be unstoppable. Find a way, go over, under, around, or through. And I have to say, I love the internet now because back in, you know, 99, I didn't have the luxury of having internet access to safe houses when I had to escape domestic violence. I didn't have the, uh, the luxury of Googling my cancer and finding out more about it or my chest pains. Now with the internet, you can find a group a support group, a meeting, um, people around your neighborhood that, that enjoy things that you do. You can really reach out and make friends and find a nonprofit in, in a minute on the internet that helps support a problem you might be going through today. So the way that's brought the world together, I think is a, a great thing. Yeah, that there's so much positive to the internet. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you a question. Your spousal abuse, was that from a prior marriage that was obviously previous? Yes, that was my first marriage. I got married young. Well, young, I was early 20s, but um, I got into it because he was a pastor's son and I thought everything was going to be perfect and he was going to be everything that I thought, you know, he should be as a so-called Christian and it just got worse. It didn't get better. You know, he had a lot of a lot of issues, a lot of trust issues and was very mean, totally opposite of me. I'm very Pollyanna, you know, rose color glasses on. I love everybody. I'm a golden retriever. I'm as faithful today as long. And this person was just very negative, always saw the glass half empty, was not a social person, didn't like friends. And I'm the party girl who loves to be, you know, back then I loved to be at church every day and be at every social event and everything. And he just tried to and did, you know, keep me away from everything and pulled me away from life. And it was a very long seven years of, I'd say, a lot more verbal and mental abuse. I wrote a poem in my book, um, One Black Eye is One Black Eye Too Many. And I only got one black eye, but he beat my face in six times at that moment, 
but that healed within a couple of weeks. The inner abuse that he did, that mental and, and uh, emotional, took many years to get over. Well, that's so. the worst. Yeah, the mental and the verbal abuse. People sometimes don't even recognize that. It's easy to recognize if somebody smacks you or pushes you down. Exactly. But, you know, a lot of women don't recognize that they're being abused verbally. So I think your message is very important to share with women that you don't have to take that, that you're worth so much more and stand up and be counted. Absolutely. And you know, the marriage should be, you know, friendship. I mean, for, I always, my mom gave me the best piece of advice that I did not take the first time, but I did the second time. And now I've been married almost 20 years now because she said something very profound. It's very simple. Marry your best friend. I love that. If you want friends, you know, and everything is such an obstacle and you don't agree on anything and it's a chore and you're just in lust instead of love, or you think it's going to work out. You're just fighting an uphill battle. But if you truly are friends, you don't have to be exactly alike. You can have all your differences and different opinions, but you truly care for each other like friends do. And then it's a wonderful, wonderful journey together of your ups and downs because you truly are friends and you you respect each other's opinions and hobbies and interests. You're not trying to take that away from them. And you're not jealous of those things. You're saying, you go, you know, you make it. And I'm proud of you. You can do it. And there's no competition in that. That's wonderful. And you're a great example for your children, what you did. <laughs> Thank you know? you. Now, these, the children are from your second husband or your first husband? Um, no, my, 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 my older daughter is from my first husband and my little one, uh, this one. And I, I love to let my, let my first daughter know she's 27 now, 28. I keep forgetting. And um, when she was four or five was when I left her dad. And it was when my mom again gave me a good piece of advice. She goes, you're showing her what love is by staying. And she will in turn think that that, that treatment that I was getting at that time was what love and marriage is all about. Somebody screaming at you every single day and cursing at you and making you clean windows and, and the whole house. And it's still not being good enough and not being appreciated. She goes, you can tell her all day long what love is, but she's seeing what you think love is by you still living there like that. Oh, bravo for your mom. Yeah. yeah, she was very smart. And I lost her to cancer, you know, just like a, a year and a half after I did decide to leave and was being stalked by that that person. And that was a very devastating time in my life because here was my biggest cheerleader. And then she died of um, lymph, uh, she died of liver and lung cancer. Oh, my. I lost my mom to cancer, too. It's I think it's the hardest thing for a daughter to go through, you know, was losing their mom, especially if it's, you know, she's your best friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do with a lot of uh, just recently, a lot of parents that have lost children. And I think that has got to be one of the, the hardest things. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to be honoring some fabulous uh, parents at my Live Your Legacy Summit this fall on September 8th in Atlanta. One of them is Scarlett Lewis, who is one of the moms who lost her precious little boy, Jesse Lewis, at the Newtown, Connecticut, Sandy Hook shooting. So my heart, I always think of people like this, that when I'm going through a struggle, there's nothing worse to me than a parent and a mom or dad losing a child, especially to a horrific crime. And she turned around after she lost little Jesse that day, who was a hero in those split seconds that that gunman went to to kill these innocent children and, and teachers. And uh, he saved five other lives by telling them to run out of that room. And they did. And here's this mom. She turned that horrific day around to something positive and started a nonprofit to help people have good attitudes and smile and do good things because that day was such a bad thing and such a bad day. 
And that's what I look to honor at my summits, people that take a horrific situation and turn it around to good. Another person that will be honoring, but via satellite, via a video, is John Walsh, who did the exact same thing when he lost his son, Adam Walsh, way back, I think, in the 80s. And he, he's the one that started, you know, America's Most Wanted and how we fight crime because he lost his precious son. And instead of crawling in a hole and saying, why me, God, and, and life's not worth living, I lost my child, he could have and we would have all said, yeah, you deserve to do that, you know, absolutely. But he turned it around and made life worth living and helped everybody else along the way. And to me, those are the greatest heroes. And I honor them with a legacy award, along with other people that do great things as well, not always about children. But this one just happens to have some great parents that I admire. And I think they just are, are amazing, amazing people. I think, yeah, that's fabulous. And I, I got, when you told me about that woman just now, I got chills through my whole body. That that little boy told the children to run. Oh my wow. gosh! You hear a story? Look up um, um, Scarlett Lewis and Jesse Lewis from the Newtown, Connecticut. This this uh, year, I think they're just breaking ground now to build a playground in his honor at at the new the newly built uh, elementary school they're building there in Connecticut. And all the children were precious, and all the children were just they did not deserve to go through that. Or the parents, it was just horrific. And to just see any light at the end of that tunnel, what good could ever come from that? And for a parent to say, I'm going to find something and make this world a better place because she had no control over what happened that day. And you can spend the rest of your life wondering why and blaming everyone and blaming God. But you know, that's pointless. You're wasting your life, too. And in memory of her precious little son, who she said, and you see these pictures will be up on my he's up actually his picture and link to her story is on my website. Now, we just put it up. If you go to live your Scroll down to where you see my honorees and you'll see her link when she was interviewed on the Today Show. And you'll think you're crying now. Wait till you see it. But she gives you hope to turn something like that around to something to help the rest of us. And I admire admire that. No, I do as well. And I will list under the podcast the link that you just mentioned, along with every other way to connect with you. And, you know, let's just talk about your summit for a minute. Sure. I think it's beautiful that you honor all these nonprofits and you're been, this is how many years for you doing the summit? Well, I just started in 2011. I'm already on my eighth one. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I work fast. Yeah. So how yeah. many, what are you doing? Two or three a year? Well, the first year I did four and I did some in Atlanta. I did one in Orlando and I did one in St. Pete. Now I've done two in St. Petersburg, Florida. And uh, I did one in the fall in, in Atlanta. Then I did one in the spring. Now I've gotten it down to, I think we're just doing it now, The usually the second Monday of September in Atlanta. I'll go out of town to different a different city. If I get called upon, if I feel called to do another city, I will. It's a little more challenging to do it in a different city than where I live. But we're still open to that. I'm working on maybe turning this into a national series in other places. I'll need to develop a team and, and a few more, you know, little um things I need to get together to do that because it's a lot of work to do it on your own that way. Oh, uh, absolutely. Any, <laughs> any event and especially the size you're doing, people don't realize how intense, <laughs> how much work it takes to put on oh, an event. It is. And it's so worth it. Oh my gosh. When we do it, it's just always been amazing. The networking, the one of the vendors, we have 40 vendors because I sell vendor booths as well. And they're, they're retailers and they're nonprofit. You know, they all get in this room where I'm a matchmaker for people to connect with nonprofits and philanthropists. They're not all nonprofits. Some of them are philanthropists giving back to their favorite nonprofit or charity or to just people in general. And it's such a great network event. One of the vendors fell in love with one of my honorees that she actually told her company about the honoree I had. And that company gave my one of my honorees an $18,000 check a few weeks later. 
Oh, my God. What yeah. a fabulous story. So I just facilitate. I bring them all in a room. and I let God do his miracles and work and people do their they're, they're socializing and those who connect do and they make new friendships and it is just fabulous. So I don't micromanage the day. We have the speakers up there speaking to inspire people on how to live their legacy or how to overcome an obstacle. I have people teaching how to social media it, how to get press for it, whatever it is, whether your job is your, your legacy or your children or your book or your speaking or whatever you do. It is so great when I see every, every one of them has been different and amazing in its own Right. And because the people are great. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to attending this year. Yay! Definitely, yeah, no, for sure. You I, have to do a podcast from it. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Good that idea. Would be fun. Yes, I've had media people come. I've had uh, uh, several people come and do their radio show right from, from the, the ballroom. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I'll definitely put that you on my agenda so when I'm there. People. You have so many great people to interview. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'll have Scarlet there and all sorts of people. Well, that's the most wonderful thing about, you know, getting people out from behind their computers and getting them face to face at live events is there's real what I call engagement. And I think that's the secret to basically success in your life and your business is getting back to basics and really connecting with people. You know, you and I met on Facebook. I saw your story and I was like, wow, I need to speak to this woman. <laughs> but we spoke on the phone. It wasn't just that, you know, social media is fabulous for an initial connection, but I believe people really need to get off of it, get on the phone, get in person and really sit down and engage with somebody, be present the way the old fashioned way of doing things, you know? Oh, absolutely. I love the phone. And I've actually learned from my mentors that you, every day you should reach out to four or five people via the phone or via, you know, go into your social media, your network, your LinkedIn, your Facebook, and make an appointment to have coffee or a chat on the phone, not with any intention, just, hey, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while or I've never met you. I see you do something similar. I think we have a synergy, what you do and what I do. And I'd love to just have, you know, a cup of coffee over the phone with you and see how maybe we could help each other and just kind of develop that relationship. And if you do three, four, five a day, depending on your schedule, you would meet so many cool people, you know, across the country, across the globe that, you know, you take it to the next step. So I challenge people to go into your network and see if there's people in there each day you can reach out to for just that. Let's see what could happen. I think I need to know you or we need to know each other. You may not know why, but let the conversation begin. Exactly. And start talking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And pick people that either maybe they're in your neighborhood and that's the only criteria for the day. Or tomorrow you might say people that are in a certain industry that would benefit your ben your business and yours would benefit theirs. You know, I always think of like realtors and mortgage brokers, you know, they all need to know each other or chiropractors and, and doctors or gyms and spas. You know, you can be strategic about it. And other days you can just say, hey, I'm going to just, you know, call five people that I haven't seen in a while that I know that live in town and reconnect. Yeah. And that's what life's all about. You know, not hiding behind a computer screen and, and not getting to know people. It's about sharing and caring. And like I said, you're a perfect example of that. And Aurea has uh, shared with me an original quote that I'm hoping uh, she'll share with you. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Uh, your legacy. Is, um, is, was it your legacy? Um, you can't take it with you, so make it worth leaving behind. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. 
I thought of that because I'm so passionate about people living their legacy. And again, especially women, because we're always somebody's, we're always cheering everybody else on, our kids, our husbands, and everybody around us. We forget, how do you want to be remembered when your time comes and you're no longer here? Would you? Is there something that you're not achieving besides all the wonderful things you might be doing for everybody else and being a great mom, a great wife, a great student, a great daughter, whatever it is that you are at this moment. Is there something inside of you deep down that you want to accomplish or be remembered for? Is there a nonprofit you always want to start or help? You know, you, you might say, oh, there's no time to volunteer, but I would love to, you know, make time, make time for whatever it is. Or I might might be somebody that met, you know, want to be a photographer and just never took time for that hobby. But their legacy could be in those pictures that are yet to be taken take time. It doesn't have to be a full time, maybe take, you know, an hour a week to take pictures of things that matter to you and share that with the world online. You know, we have this whole venue online now where you could touch somebody in a totally different part of the world because you did something online that touches somebody you never knew, would you have never met. So I just help people take time to do that. What's inside you that's not coming to fruition yet. Think about it. Well, yeah, I spoke with um, another woman about negotiating on a previous podcast, and we did speak about how women are always nurturers and we're the ones who take care of everybody, but it's it's very important for us to step into our worth, and one of the ways I believe you can do that is just a twist on what you're saying is that people, especially women, should be good to themselves each and every day, because I believe that invigorates them, it empowers them, it recharges them, it makes them become more productive and successful. You know, even, I have to tell you, Ray, even if it's something as simple as taking a bubble bath, a lot of women don't even take time to do that. And I think by taking little steps, doing something good for yourself each and every day can build up to really empowering them to leaving an amazing legacy, you know, feeling good about themselves so that they can leave a name just for themselves, not just for their husband or, you know, the, the wonderful children they've, they've raised. So I, I couldn't agree more with yeah. uh, your quote. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think that is, that is great. So you are a busy woman. You told me you don't really make time to relax. You're just busy all the time. I love being busy. You know, it's a character trait. Busy women get the most done. And and I love being busy. I My worst day of the entire year is like the day after my summit because I work really hard for like six months leading up to the summit. And it's chaos, especially three months before and then two months before. And it is off the charts, just craziness. And then when it's over, the day is great. It's my favorite day of the year. But then the next day, it's like when that whole chaos is over, it's like, wait a minute, I have to have a purpose that very next day to jump into right away, or I'll actually have a couple of days of a little depression, like, damn, like, oh, no, I'm not, I don't feel as vital, as useful as, you know, I have to have another project to jump into, or another, that's why I did so many in one year that first year, because I have to be jumping right into something else, because I don't like to just sit back and do nothing. I don't mind taking a vacation now and then with the family, of course, but I have to have purpose. I just have to have purpose. Well, do you really relax on vacation? <laughs> Heck No. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> well, we have fun. We're always, you know, I've been in direct sales forever. So I'm always meeting people. There's always a potential customer nearby. And just, I love to just help and inspire and talk to people. So I'm on a mission to make new friends and meet as many people as I can before I die and smile and have fun and give as many compliments out. So I really, you know, I love it. I love work trips the best when I'm, when I'm working a little and I'm also vacation a little bit. Because then again, I feel like I have purpose. You have like the best of both worlds there. 
right. My husband and I want to take another cruise so bad. We took one. We took a Mary Kay cruise once when um, I was back doing that. And it was so much fun. Did a little work, did cruising, but we got hooked and have never taken another one since. So I want to do one of my events on a cruise ship. So then I'd have purpose. I'd have a uh, one of my summits on a cruise and we can enjoy a cruise at the same time. So oh, my that's, God. That's my goal. Yeah. And that's actually one of my goals, too. We may have to talk about a joint venture of that. <laughs> Getting- I'm in. I'm in. Getting women on a wonderful, luxurious cruise and empowering them to leave a wonderful legacy. So yeah, we'll, we'll chat nice. about that. <laughs> and if anybody's listening, they want to join in, call us. We'll, we want to do this. That would definitely take a team effort. Oh yeah, it'd be so much fun. Oh my God. And you know, be. and one of the things that, um, at least one of my things that I would want people to do connecting, especially, you know, getting on a cruise, you can't have your cell phones on because... They don't work. And it's wonderful because people totally unplug on a cruise and you have their total undivided attention. It's wonderful. Oh, there you go. What do you mean? My phone won't work? Wait a minute. I need to, I need to rethink this. <laughs> no, I would even take your phone and hide it. <laughs> you cannot, my dear. No chatting on the cruise. <laughs> I have DTs. <laughs> we'll, we'll deal with that. We'll deal I know, with that. We will. We'll work with I'll have all my friends with me, so I won't have anybody to call. So we'll exactly. Good. Exactly. So do you have any more words for us on engaging and being present? I think we have covered so much. I just want to give people hope. And anybody that's out there that's listening, thinking, oh, this all sounds so great. It's, it's, it's sometimes, it's many times challenging. And you'll go through times where you just, you know, want to kick every positive person in the teeth some days because your day is that bad. And you're going through something so horrible. It's like, you don't even want to be positive. And that's okay. Trust me, I have been through those. The day that my stepfather called me and said, my mom had two weeks to live. You know, I could care less about anybody else at that moment as far as being happy or overcoming it. I just wanted to, you know, crawl in a hole at that point. We go through those things. But I, I stress so much to reach out and just don't go through anything alone. At each obstacle you get to, you might pick on different friends to call on that you know that could really relate to this situation the best. And I, you know, what well, it might be your pastor, it might be your church, it might be a support group. Just please, please don't go through it alone, no matter how hard the pain might be today. Somebody else has been through it, something very similar, if not almost the exact situation, and reach out to those people. Don't try to go through this life alone because you will come out the other side if you get support, and then you'll turn around and be that support to somebody else down the road as well. And just that, you know, two by two, that Noah's Ark type of philosophy, you know, pair up and make it, you know, a journey together. Don't sit home and like, and I think of that when I was being abused, I was home alone being abused. And that's when the danger comes. And there's many women that don't get out of abusive relationships because they're there alone and they get, they're, they're killed and they're murdered because they never reached out. They never told anybody. They kept it inside and nobody was there to help them. So my heart goes out to people that are going through anything to please just pick up the phone today and call somebody because somebody does care. Oh, that, that's just beautiful, Araya. And I think the message you're sharing and the fact that you're so authentic and open about what you went through will help so many people now and really, you know, on through perpetuity because they've heard you. And I think it's fabulous. Just well, you're a beautiful woman on the outside and on the inside. Oh, God, more so the inside as I grow old, right? 
No, I see your picture. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I I said, it's glad to be on your show and to inspire. And I I devoted devoted my my voice when I'm supposed to not have it to just talking anywhere, any place I can, that if one person hears this and just they're giving a little spark of hope, then my job is done. Well, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Really, really appreciate well, it. Thank you for inviting me, Holly. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm on this cruise deal now. We're going to we're gonna work this out. You got it. You got <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And if you would like to connect with Araya, she's active on Facebook and Twitter. And you can find the information on the show notes we have created, especially for this episode on hollyrovinger.com. An easy way to start the conversation is to mention that you heard her speak on new rules for your life and your business. And if you like this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review over in iTunes, and I'll mention it in a future episode as a big thank you. By leaving a review and downloading an episode, it makes the podcast more visible and easier for others like you to find. A big thank you today goes out to Be Honeybee. She says the podcast is a must-listen for baby boomer women. Thank you so much, Be Honeybee. And thank you all for listening today. Have a great week and remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, Aurea definitely practices her rule of never giving up and to keep believing in her miracle. And what I want to ask is, are you... Thanks for listening to the new rules for your life and your business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business. 